is the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. Cliffo and Bronte podcasting on Listener and wherever you get your podcasts. I heard a doctor on the radio the other day. Not our channel, so don't ask. I was going to say, not our channel, wouldn't so be on ask. our show. No, not on our show. <laughs> We're not that highbrow. And the doctor was asked, like, if you had one piece of advice for all Australians, what would it be? And it was just drink more water. That's... We do not drink enough water. And I'm like, you, you're following the advice. Good. I mean, it took some convincing earlier this morning. So in that boat, you were like, "Do I have coffee or water?" And mm. I said, "Both." Why would you yeah. have to pick? Good job. Tick. But I think we're all, like so many people, particularly coffee drinkers, we're all guilty of that. We just smash coffee after coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you're like me, you get to like 9am or something because we're up quite early and you're so parched. Yeah, you're dehydrated. You're Your dehydrated. head hurts. I agree. Can a doctor explain to me why some days I wake up and I don't like the feeling of clothes on my f- skin? No one can explain you. I just want to... <laughs> No one can explain that. And just, just one of those general, days. Okay? I want to uh, just the feeling of c- c- pants right now. The medical community is at one right now, shaking their head, going, "We can't explain it." I'm <laughs> That's sorry. What saying, isn't it? Um, <laughs> hang your bow, big one on the pod today. Actually, speaking of the world of medicine, we prove once and for all that shoeys are very, very unhealthy, and you shouldn't do them. And someone's going to have to tell Harry Styles because he's got a few more to do. I reckon during this tour. Uh, plus, an awesome confession session. Yes. from producer Alicia. She confesses, confesses, I should say, some sins. So. A festive confession session. Mm. It's coming up. Cliffo and Bronte, the podcast. Doctors, one of Australia's top gastroenterologists. Ooh. Did I say that right? Yeah, gastroenterologists. Well done. They've issued a warning to stop doing the shoey now <laughs> because the act of doing a shoey, drinking your drink through a shoe, is highly likely to give you gastro. What? That is crazy. I'm going to explain the science soon. And once I explain the science, you'll be like, yeah, nah, (laughs) totally makes sense. Don't have to tell me twice, mate. Uh, But before I do, well, you have to tell twice is Harry Styles. Yeah. Because it was two nights ago in Perth. He did a shoey live on stage. This is one of the most disgusting traditions I've ever... I'll be discussing this with my therapist at length. (laughs) At length. Peer pressure! Peer pressure it was. And that's often how a shoey begins, is through peer pressure. It's such an easy chant to... Yeah, yeah. Shoey, shoey, shoey. Before I get to the gastro thing, uh, a woman in, I think it was in Sydney, at the offices of Pedestrian, the news website. Oh, yeah. She actually did a little... little survey of her colleagues, mm. the shoey, is it hit or is it shit? Now, a little language warning here, obviously. Okay. Um, shoeys are shit, and I think they're shit because I often find that they're a substitute for a personality. If you want to make a joke, make a joke. Don't drink out of a shoe. Contrary to what Jack just said, I think shoeys are great. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's just really gross. I hate it. It's a vile and barbaric practice. It's archaic, and I don't even know why it exists. I have done a shoey, and it was a bonding experience. (laughs) Got to taste the soul of someone else. Literally. Where do you land? I've never done one. Have you not? Have you you done one? I went to college, like... Went yeah. to college. As in like... What, what are you, American sorority girl, are you? At, at UQ <laughs> in Brisbane, there's 10 colleges. So it's residential colleges that you live at while right. you go to the uni. And it's kind of like a sorority or a fraternity in terms of <laughs> so also... So it's like you can't get in here until you drink out of your shoe? Essentially, like, on a Tuesday night, there was often a... Tuesday shoey, shoey night. Yeah. 
<laughs> Nothing says a rager like a shoey <laughs> on a Tuesday night. Um, to the science of it, so Dr. Vincent Ho, top Aussie gastroenterologist, uh, he says, I know it's meant to be fun. It's an Aussie act. It's iconic. I understand that. But he said, I'm speaking now as a clinician. There is potential risk of infection and severe gastro. Ugh. He said, it's often thought, and it's a misperception that alcohol will dampen and neutralize bacteria. You see that in Western movies and stuff. Yeah. Like someone's shot, they get the whiskey or whatever. That's right, yeah. All over them. Um, he said, but not with a lot of grog, particularly wines and champagnes and things like that. He said, they'll actually encourage more bacteria to grow thanks to the sugar, yeast, and fermentation process that's happened in the wine. So it just all that stuff uh-huh. just gets with like actual gunk and bacteria, because that's all your shoe is. Yes, I know, I know. So the grog's just enhancing all of that. (laughs) So you've got this perfect sort of storm of germs that you're then pouring down your throat. And also it's just awkward, like to get get the liquid down the shoe into your throat, it's just messy. And then I've got... I've got to be honest, too, I've always asked the question, do you just put the shoe straight back on afterwards? Because yes. I imagine wet shoe, wet foot. Yeah, honestly, though, you're so, at that point, pissed, you don't even you know, know what's you wet can't. what's not. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't have any children, Cliffo. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen yeah. how you take care of yourself. Society's not allowing for that yet. Mother Nature's decided, no, definitely not. But... In my friendship group with my girlfriends in Brisbane, 2021 was the year of the weddings and 2022 was the year of the bebbers. And basically all of my girlfriends are now mothers. Um, And it's coming up to the first birthdays, which I've been invited to a lot of them. Unfortunately, I can't go. Oh, damn it. (laughs) I'm just booked and busy. But As a parent, (laughs) as an adult. I'm I'm just going to say it, guys, and I know there's going to be parents just nodding along right now, like in agreement with this. Yeah. Having to attend parties with your kids is an absolute freaking nightmare. Like, it is the absolute worst thing we have to do as parents. Try and make small talk with other parents. And, oh, it's just a nightmare. Kids Like, RSVP, no Bronte. Like, use that distance. I told them. I said, sorry, guys, it's just too Too difficult. Too Too far. far. Uh, But I'm still getting invited to these things, and I kind of want to go to see what presents kids are getting nowadays. I don't know if they'll be getting any on the level of this next story. So Patrick Mahomes is an NFL quarterback. Pretty sure they just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was going to say, he's yeah, um, the winner. Yeah. Know the name. Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, and so he has a daughter, Sterling, and she recently turned two. And to celebrate, the couple did, of course, as many parents like to do, a pretty over-the-top birthday party for Sterling's second birthday. But it's what they gave her for her birthday that I just makes me giggle. They gave her, a two-year-old, a black quilted Chanel oh. purse. <laughs> yeah. When she probably wanted a bluey one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. They gave her a Chanel mini handbag with baby pink lining that retails for around $10,000. <sighs> For this baby's second birthday. <laughs> I mean, it's just an obscene show of wealth, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this, this happens from time to time. We've seen Roxy Jasenko and the likes. Going very do, OTT. Do the kids don't appreciate it. They just put their crayons in it. They don't like, know. She's t- 
poo. Like, like you said, she's probably more into Bluey than she is into Chanel. It's when you've got literally more money than what you know to do. Exactly. You, and you go to that level. No concept of like, really, I guess what your kid's into. But 131060, what's the most OTT, over the top baby present or like mm. kids' birthday present you've ever seen. OTT baby presents. What have you seen? What have you received? Yeah. Let's be honest, you probably haven't given it because if you if you give it, you probably think it's the correct level. Yeah, true. But uh, look, we've all been at baby showers before mm-hmm. or first birthdays or whatever yeah. where it's a little bit like, can you believe that Katrina yeah. gave jewellery for, for a first birthday? Yeah. Katrina. I mean, I know Daryl's got that new job in the mines, but Jesus Christ. Okay, I think we're tapping into some personal trauma here. <laughs> but on 131060, OTT baby presents. I usually just stick to the registry because I don't know yeah. shit about baby presents or yeah. babies or what to get them. So I stick with what the mum wants. But maybe That's someone's gone man. off the registra- registry. I, I, I got, my daughter got for her first birthday, she got jewellery. She got a, a, got yeah, she, she got a, a bangle and it had a name on it and all that. And Fancy. It was, it was too too much for a while. Like, I was just, like, looking at it going, she's never going to be able to wear that. No, she'll outgrow it. I'm sure there's some, like, grandmas and grandpas who have bought their grandkids, like, expensive clothes that the baby's grown, mm. grown out of pretty quickly. Look, 131060, what is the most OTT, the most over-the-top baby present you have witnessed mm. a, a baby or a young kid receive? Yeah. 131060, you can remain anonymous if you want to keep your friends. <laughs> Mel's here. Hey, Mel. <laughs> Hey. Thanks for calling us. What's the most over-the-top baby present you've seen? Um, Basically, before, I have a friend that had a baby sort of around last middle of last year, and before the baby was even born, she got given a $15,000 Louis Vuitton trunk to be a display item in her room. Just, just, just a display item? Just a display item. What do you did, mean? Did you say 6000 or 16000 15, one five. Fifteen thousand thousand yeah. dollar <laughs> trunk as a display item. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. I want to be in this family. Yeah, right. Are, Are they uh, yeah. looking to adopt any thirty year olds? Alpha Bucks back one more time this week. We'll play tomorrow, Friday morning after eight. It's the twenty fourth of February tomorrow. And we've got your clue and your letter. One of my favourite teas. Yeah. It's peppermint. Peppermint. God, I'm a basic white girl. Yeah. <laughs> you said it. Uh, peppermint tea. So we know P is your letter and we know peppermint, peppermint. will be one of the answers. What could that be? A, a, so no, well, this morning's play did really, really well. She got up to like eight out of ten. Yes. No wrong answers. And she did have the answer from the pod. So it is a really big help, guys. But also what starts with P, pass. If you get stuck on something, just pass say it, pass, pass because it. you just got to cut through quicker. Peppermint is your free word. P's your free letter. For tomorrow's Alpha Bucks on Hit and Listener. This is your sick fix at six. Look, I'm all for evolution. I'm glad for nature to make us faster, taller, stronger. But I would appreciate if they pick and choose (laughs) what species and animals are allowed to uh, evolve. Evolve. (laughs) Evolutionate. <laughs> Evolutionize what I was, was going to say. <laughs> and you know what? A cane toad doesn't fall into that category for me. 
they're, they're kind of a like a super species anyway. The cane toad, right? Already, like they're very hard to very hard to eliminate, as has been proven in this country for the last fifty odd years or so. Yeah, hard to eliminate, and now they're just evolving into even more mutants. Because in Queensland, in a Queensland backyard in southwest Brisbane, a five-legged cane toad has been mm. found and photographed and videoed. So the cane toad first made an appearance in Michael Messenger's backyard mm. and uh, he thought, that was weird. And that was a year ago when it was a little baby cane toad and he didn't really, he couldn't tell what was kind of hanging And that, Michael, the is the point where you pick it up, you <laughs> put it in a shopping bag and you put it in the freezer. It's what it deserves. Uh, and then Wednesday night, a year later, it comes back and it was... Not only uh, the cane toad, but it was bigger and the leg was, Mm. like, longer. If you haven't seen this image, I mean, Google it. You've probably... It'll be... You're in Queensland. It's probably on your social somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. But he's a regular size sort of, like a big-ish fella. Yeah, yeah. Cane toad. Yeah. And all of his, like, his main four legs are all in the right spot. Yeah. But the fifth leg is kind of like where a tail should be. Exactly, yeah. Like, because at first I thought it was... I freaked out even more. Speaking about the evolution thing, I yeah. thought, Jesus Christ, like our cane toads developing tails so they can swing from trees or something. Stop. No, apparently Dr. Edna Naran, he is a, a lecturer at UQ in Brisbane. He said this is a very rare find uh, and it would have been a DNA issue in the early stages of development or a hormone uh, error when the yeah. cane toad was in the egg. Why does this have to happen to toads, man? Can't it happen to, like, Honestly. chickens or something? Like, oh. how good would an extra drumstick be? <laughs> Two's just not enough. That I'm okay with. <laughs> I have a confession to make. Welcome to the confession session. I feel like it's been a while since we've had the confession session. It's been too long. It's been we need too to be more long. honest, don't we? Well, uh, yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. Mm. This is where you kind of bring the things that probably take a little bit more honesty, mm. rawness. And uh, we judge you and tell yeah. you whether or not you're validated or not. We're in sync because I was about to say the same thing. Like, we always say it's a safe zone, but secretly, <laughs> deep down, we're all judging. This is where, yeah, we like to bring some more personal stuff to the show. And usually it's you or I doing a confession, but producer Alicia yeah. stepped up to the plate. Yesterday after the show, she's like, Guys, guys, I might have one. Oh, don't do the do Guys, I might have one. No, oh, I can't oof, do it. I can't do it. really can't, can't do it. In her bomby accent. <laughs> and then she told us it, and then we were like, yeah, you definitely have one. Yeah. So this is what unfolded after the show yesterday. Okay, so I potentially have a confession session in that at the weekend I did something very, very shameful. Oh, God. I finally took down my Christmas tree. I was about to say, is it Christmas related? (laughs) I know. And it's very embarrassing. So, almost three months into the year... Producer Alicia has only just taken down her Christmas tree. Almost three months into the year, did you say? Well... Putting a bit of mail on that one, eh? Well, uh, we're almost in the third month. (laughs) (laughs) So two have elapsed and we're still a week away from the third month. (laughs) I'm over February. Uh, Alicia still had her Christmas tree up, guys. And took it down on... What day did you take it down, Alicia? Was it Saturday, did you say? 
It was Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday the 18th of February. So nearly <laughs> two, two months, months. I guess if you want to. From the big nearly. Just shy out. two months. <laughs> so two months into the year, still got Christmas decorations up. Is it okay? Yeah. Are there other people out there that still have their Christmas decorations? Like she can't be the only one. I've still got my tree that you all hated on, but I've well, just that's had because to... it was never a Christmas tree anywhere to start with. It's just a tree with lights on it. Yeah, and so now I've repositioned it so the tr- it's not like a triangle tree. It's like a tree that goes up into the air, yeah. and the lights just provide light for the room. Can we confirm yours wasn't that leash? Like yours was a full blown holly jolly. Yeah. Gotta love Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, it was the full shebang. It was? Yeah, and like all the other decorations up as well, little bubbly snowman next to my TV. I've seen some um, cafes and things still have like um, some baubles and things still hanging around. I don't want to eat at that cafe. No. If you're you're in February still eating Christmas stuff. But I tell you what What's happening in that kitchen, mate? (laughs) I'll tell you what cafe it is. You'll regret saying that. Really? (laughs) 131060, give us a call right now. Uh, do you know someone who still has their Christmas decorations up? Yeah. If you want to dob yourself in, we will try and reserve judgment. Of course. So come on, embrace it. Or if you want to throw someone else under the bus, you are more than welcome to. Some people keep their Christmas trees up all year. I'm pretty sure because they're what, so and extravagant. On display? I mum had a friend crazy. in on the Gold Coast who did it. They had a Christmas tree up all year round. So I've heard of people before who have excess storage space leaving the Christmas tree set up and decorated and then just moving the whole thing, like, into the closet or one. Like, if Harry Potter doesn't live under your stairs and you've got that storage space. that'd be a good idea. Put it and you just wheel it out every year. Like, that I'm not so opposed to. No, that's smart, actually. But keeping it on display... Maybe it brings you joy all year round. You're just lessening the joy all year round. Mm. It's not as special when it rolls around. Potato, um, not potato, potato. Glass half full, glass half empty. I'm broken. If you can try and insult me and my argument, get it right. 131060, confession session time. Does anyone still have their Christmas decos up? Uh, Christine is here now. Christine, uh, do you still have your Christmas decorations up? Yes. Uh, I don't have my Christmas tree up, but I've still got all my Christmas lights and a Santa on the roof. A Santa on the roof? I was going to say, lights on the the roof. Yeah. I feel that's worse because, like, a Christmas tree in your house still set up is your own little shame. Yeah. But a boil-up Santa on your roof is like a billboard advertising your laziness. Yeah. I've been so busy. I've been needing to get to it, and I keep forgetting to pull it all down. We're all busy, Christine. (laughs) 13, 10, 60. Leanne's here. Are your Christmas decorations still up, mate? Yes, they are. All right. And how, how much are we talking? Um, well, I've got over $100,000 in Christmas decorations. So when I go oh. shopping, I have actually OCD for Christmas. So I've still got the 20-foot up, which is still outside. Um, I've probably got a couple of four-foots, eight-foot, nine-foots, and quite a few others. Are these trees? Are they different heights? They're, yeah, different heights and trees. They range from anything from about a foot all the way up to my tallest now is 20-foot. God, you know you're really into Christmas trees when you know you know you refer to them by, by their, their footage. Feet. Oh my um, god! I mean, with a fifty Christmas trees, so yeah, a hundred thousand dollars worth. Would you have room to store them all? Yeah, I've got my own shed and everything else. So I'm just about ready to head down to Sydney and start shopping again for Christmas. Oh. So, yeah, no, don't, bring Leanne. it on. Leanne, don't. hey, this is an intervention. You've, you've got enough, Leanne. Don't do it. Stop. 
Uh, we're back to Alicia. She is here. Uh, another Alicia who still has their Christmas tree up. Is that right, Leash? I've had my Christmas tree up for two years. I only just took it down in January. I, I knew it. See, I said that there were people out there that had their tree up all year round. Why? <laughs> um, so my husband was making chili flakes in the kitchen and he was helping decorate the tree two years ago. And he burnt us all with the uh, chili. So for two years. <laughs> so we didn't years, want to you... touch the tree. <laughs> Sounds like a good excuse to me. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure the chili heat would be gone after two years. That's not what I expected. Uh, Sharon on 13, 10, 60. <laughs> We're going to end with you. Do you still have your Christmas decos up, man? Um, yes, I do, Cliff um, Hi, Cliff I'm Bronte. Love Hi. you, guys. Hi, Thank Sharon. You. Love you. Uh, I-, I love you too. That's not going to get you. <laughs> Out of the out of the muck here, all right? Don't butter uh, no, us up and then no, confess your sins. I'm buttered. Um, I'm actually at one with my shame. Okay. So I still do have my Christmas tree up and I intend to keep it up until July because we're having Christmas in July. Oh, so and- it's up until then. And then you know what? July's going to roll around. You're going to be like, oh, it'll be December it's soon. December. Why bother? <laughs> <laughs> Bucks cash on the line today. It could go to Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna. Is it Rihanna? (laughs) Rihanna. Rihanna. Kind of a combo of the two. When it rains, (laughs) do you get like umbrella, Ella, Ella jokes? (laughs) Yes, a lot. That's so nice. Come on, guys. I think it's funny. Come on, Rihanna, friends. Do better. (laughs) Do people tell you to go to work, 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 work? (laughs) No, I just, I've got the umbrella a fair few times. Yeah. Oh, my one was better. Bro. Okay. Let's do it. Mine's original. Let's do it. Uh, we're going to put Langers into the soundproof booth. Later, skater. And, oh, sorry, that's the, hold on, hold on. I played the wrong sound. We'll put her into the soundproof booth. I went straight into the clock, Rihanna. We don't want that. <laughs> no, not yet. I'm going to put 30 seconds on it, though, uh, and it's five questions. Are you good to go? Yep. Time starts now. In what country would you find the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Paris. Uh, what would you be lacking if you were an invertebrate? A spine. Hydrophobia is the fear of what? Pass. What is the Southern Cross? The constellation in the sky. Uh, true or false, your ears stop growing when you're 15. True or false? False. Uh, hydrophobia is the fear of what? Water. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> we got there in the end. That's good. Good run. Uh, Rihanna, we'll get Bronte out of the soundproof booth. It's the same five questions in 30 seconds as well. Yep. She's looking ready to go. I've just been singing. Wag, 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 Not umbrella, L-A-L-A. No. It's the better thing than I said. Okay, good. That's fine. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts. Yep. Now. In what country would you find the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Italy. What would you be lacking if you were an invertebrate? Uh, something in your spine? Hydrophobia is the fear of what? Water. What is the Southern Cross? A constellation. True or false, your ears stop growing when you're 15. False. False, she says. Yes. All right, for the answers. And a pretty tight one today. We'll go to producer Alicia. 
Uh, so the Leaning Tower of Pisa is in Italy. Bronte got that one correct. Rihanna said Paris, which is a city <laughs> in France. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, if you're an invertebrate, you'd be missing a backbone or a spine, which both of you got correct. Uh, hydrophobia is a fear of water. Both of you got that one correct. The Southern Cross is a star constellation. Both of you got that one correct. And your ears never stop growing. So that one was false. And both of you got that one correct. But... Five out of five. Yeah. Bronte takes her by one point. Yeah. Oh. She's got you, Riri. Oh, she did. Sorry, she needed an SOS. Am I right? <laughs> SOS, please. Someone. We'll wrap it up there, guys. Uh, can you beat Bronte? Yeah, I think so. I think we're done. Uh, Rihanna, call us anytime, okay? No worries. Thank you very much. Okay, definitely won't. We've made prob- too I, many wouldn't, I wouldn't call back after that either if I were you. <laughs> Producer Alicia's Maps in a Minute. Thank goodness Producer Alicia is happy to sit through the seven, eight hours of Maps. <laughs> I mean, happy's an extended word. <laughs> Willing. Yeah. yeah. They are, just side note there, it's something we haven't acknowledged, uh. but when like it starts at 7.30, right, yes. Maps? What time is it running to these days? It must be I like 9, 9.30. 9 o'clock it finishes usually. Oh. It's like a movie length just every night. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> and you have to sum all of that up in 60 seconds for just Cliffo and I yes. and everyone else out there <laughs> who kind of wants to know but also doesn't want to sit through that yes. every night. It's okay. a bit like a car crash, like you, yeah. you sort of look at it through peak diet, like yeah, yeah, split yeah, fingers or something. Yeah. And you can't look, but you can't look away. Exactly. But you have to do it in sixty seconds. So yeah, right. you said there was like off the air. You said there's one major theme. Yeah. Pretty much this week took over the whole just, week. So yeah. Okay, I'm really gonna concentrate this week because Leash earlier in the week was like, yeah, what about that when I talked about it? In and I was like, I have no, I, I don't. She just remember. doesn't pay attention. There's no, a lot of in her defense. There's a lot in sixty seconds. Exactly. Yeah. I'm ready though. I'm so I'm going to rack it up. 60 seconds on the clock. Maps in a minute. Producer Alicia, your time starts now. The commitment ceremony was a big one, with expert John giving two individuals the option to leave the experiment, even though their partners had written stay. Josh chose to leave after being allegedly controlled and spoken down to by Melissa, and Caitlin chose to leave after Shannon blamed her looks for him reconnecting with his ex. Mm. Monday saw two new weddings. Control freak Taylor married nice guy Hugo, and model Evelyn makes groom Rupert so nervous he doesn't talk to her for the whole day. Meanwhile, the happy feels of the ceremonies makes Claire finally out to Jesse that she did in fact kiss Adam two weeks ago. Jesse confronts Adam, which becomes an explosive argument in the halls of the apartments, ending in Adam confessing the truth to Janelle. On their honeymoon, Taylor forces Hugo to sleep on the windowsill on a cold Sydney night and tells him to get used to sleeping on the couch as that's where he'll be for the rest of the experiment. Janelle kicks the dinner party off by addressing the elephant in the room and gives the floor to Adam and Claire to explain. Adam spends minutes stumbling over his words and defending himself and only apologises to Jesse, whereas Claire owns it and apologises to the group. Clara speaks one-on-one with Jesse and hands him a letter. He's moved and says it's the best apology he's ever received. Your inflection was wrong there. Best apology he ever received. <laughs> I knew I was running out of time. Well done. Okay, a question. Yes. The person who said the thing about the guy's gonna who had to sleep on the windowsill. What couple's that? Yes, that's Taylor and Hugo. So they're a brand new couple. They oh. just married on uh, on Monday. We saw them get married. Okay. Can so you on, describe this windowsill? So it was one of those little like book corners. Like okay. it was like it had a you know bit of a squishy yep. seat there. Yep. Great. And uh, and she sort of said that's where you're sleeping tonight. And he said it's a freezing cold Sydney night. Wow. And I'm right under a there? window. What happened? Because she's a control freak and she wants her way. And so she took the entire. 
king bed to herself and forced him to sleep there. And this girl's single? Who, that yeah. Can I get in early? Crazy. I don't think this couple's going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Cliffo and Bronte podcast.